Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why the stock market is overreacting to the coronavirus, then get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market and where it's heading along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember, as you click the subscribe button, click that bell on the right of it so you do keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now this is a show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. The one thing I know with absolute certainty is that the mood of the market overrides rationality, logic and fundamental value. This certainly rings true right now as many companies have been oversold based on emotion rather than logic or fundamental value. Now I'm saying this because many companies have not changed their earnings forecasts, which means they do not foresee issues arising from the coronavirus. Given this, I see no reason to sell as many of these companies will bounce back in the not-too-distant future. While the Australian market has taken a hit last week, this was due to the significant amount of negative news around the coronavirus, or in other words, the market was reacting to fear-mongering. In my mind, the big end of town is essentially manufacturing these falls as they are the ones who benefit the most from the increased volatility. It is important to remember that the big fund managers conduct the majority of buying and selling in our market, and they know individuals overreact and make emotional decisions to market news, so they use these opportunities to their benefit. While I understand the coronavirus is a big concern for world health, what we're experiencing in the market right now is only a short-term emotional reaction to the news. And in the not-too-distant future, the coronavirus and what occurred in world markets will be a distant memory. You need to understand the mood of the market will dictate direction. And while the mood short-term is bearish, the medium-to-longer-term mood is still more bullish and the medium-term direction is up. So what were the best and worst performing sectors? Well, given the market is down, it's not surprising that all of the sectors fell last week. Utilities was the best performing sector, down just over 6%. Whilst healthcare, materials were down just under 8%, and financials, they were down just over 9%. Now, information technology was the hardest hit sector last week, down nearly 14%. 
with energy down just under 13% and consumer discretionary just under 12%. Looking at the top 100 stocks, the best performers include A2 Milk, which was down just over 1% for the week. Clean Away Waste Management was not far behind, with Bank of Queensland and Osnet Services down around 2.5%. The worst performers include Reliance Worldwide, that was down just over 27%. That was followed by Link Administration down 26% and Magellan Financial down over 22%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, I know I've said it before that a week can be a long time in the market. And I think for a lot of you, the week was not just a week. It felt like a whole month the way the market uh, fell away last week quite heavily. And uh, it is quite interesting. And I mean, we'll, we'll look at the, the chart in a second. But a lot of people, why I said the market was overreacting in the early part of my report is that simply that's what I'm seeing is, is right now because of the speed of information you know, with people having... You know, the, all the news in their palm of their hand and this news just causes people to make decisions that not necessarily are benefiting them. And I do get a lot of people who just, as I said, um, you know, believe in all the noise of the market that we talked about in some of our reports over the last month or two. But let's get stuck onto the chart and have a good look at it. Now, on the screen, I've just got a weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. This is the same chart that I've been using for months. I know there's a couple I've been using, but this is the main one that I've been using for the last few months. And you can see I haven't changed a thing on this. If you go back to last week's recording, you'll see everything is there as exactly as it was the week before, except this bar, which is last week. And you can see there that has a 731 point range. Now that's a fantastically big range for our market. Our market normally doesn't do that sort of range. But if I put on um, a little tool here where I can see it, uh, put my little tool here, you can see from the open to the close, the market fell, and I'll just change that to percent, so you can see an actually percentage point. So percent, you can see it fell 10% last week. Uh, and that's a huge fall in a week for our market. Like you can, can't see 10% in a week, but we do need to get used to these times where the market's gonna be a little bit more volatile and you're gonna get bigger moves in shorter pace, spaces of time. Because human psychology doesn't change. All that's happening at the moment is the speed of the information coming through is causing that psychology to have mass or mass mood go a lot faster and that's as I said you know with people with their mobile phones and everything being able to buy and sell using their mobile phones and so the big end of town as I said are using that uh, speed of information to manipulate the market a hell of a lot further but let's go back onto the chart and have a bit of a look here you can see this is right in the middle of my blue zone which has been there for so long and, I, and before Christmas I said I did expect our market to peak somewhere mid uh, mid February to some sort of mid-March, maybe a little bit longer than that, and then come down into a low. That's exactly what it's doing, and, and it's not something that's abnormal to me. The speed is a little bit abnormal, but it doesn't mean we're gonna to continue to crash, uh, or the market is crashing. I certainly don't think our market's crashing, I just think it's coming down into its low. If you go back over the history of our market right through to 2009, if we go, I'll scroll right back here, to that 2009 low, which was the GFC low. Look at these big moves through here, 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 and one right through here into December 2018. 
if you look at that, and I'm going to talk a bit about this on our live show tomorrow night, but during this period of time, I think it was about seven different times in 10 years, our market fell more than 10%. And uh, you know, right now, it's just normal market movements to me. In terms of the, the actual distance it's fallen, I'm not talking about the speed. The speed is a little bit abnormal. I'm not too worried about it. I, to me, again, I would think the market might even bounce this week. This is Monday morning. I haven't even seen the market open yet. It's before market open. Um, but it would not surprise me if our market traded up this week uh, and closed right back up into this sort of blue area here and, and retraced some. If I'm not I'm saying it's going to retrace all of it, but I would suggest it might bounce back up again. A lot of bottom pickers coming in trying to pick up some stocks but right now I don't see anything to worry about and I really wouldn't worry unless the market went down to around that 63 or 6200 points and then I would start to worry a little bit more but I was expecting an 8 to 12 percent fall we're down around 11 percent at the moment it might go to 15 percent we could even get to 20%, but I would think that would be the, the very edge of it. I think 15% might pull up, up if that's uh, that's my thinking right now. But I'm prepared to be um, or change my opinion on that. But let's go and have a look at the questions we have from, from uh, you, our uh, listeners or our viewers, uh, and see where we go to here. Now, the first question that we have today is from Jordan, uh, who says, Hey there, Jordan here. I'm 24 from New Zealand, but moving to Australia in three months. Uh, well done, matey. Good to have you over here. Now he says, uh, want to get into investing in the Australian market, which, uh, and he goes, which applications and brokers would you recommend? Now, um, applications and brokers, I would just stick with the banks. You're gonna need a bank account in Australia, so just open an account with the bank. Uh, or a broking account with the bank that you're using. There's a few good brokers, but they're all really good in Australia. Australian laws and regulations are very, very good. There's very few brokers I would stay away from. It was probably more of a, a bigger question in the 90s when I thought there was a few interesting brokers around in the 90s, but nowadays it's quite tight. But generally the big brokers, I mean, I bank um, with Macquarie or some of my stuff with Macquarie and I trade with Macquarie Bank as well. So, um, but all the banks have got a good one. Applications, that's a really interesting thing and in terms of application your broker gives you um, obviously the ability to trade on the marketplace so applications uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking about here um, in terms of maybe software or whatever else you really don't need that it's really your broker will give you enough information for you if you're more of an investor. What I would suggest is really buying my book, which is really the comment or your next comment. You said, also, Dale, any chance of making an ebook version of your book for sale? There's already one, matey. It's a, it's the US version. You can buy it on Amazon. There's an ebook version on Amazon. You just download it, put it on your Kindle or your iPad or whatever it is. Um, it is already there. It's just me, exactly the same education information as in my Australian book. I'm just using the Dow stocks as my reference for the trading and everything else. So outside of that, everything is pretty much the same. So if you want an ebook, just download the, the US version of it. But uh, um, welcome to Australia. As I said, just get on. As I said, when you open your bank account, also start setting up an online broking account with the same uh, same bank because it's much easier for you now the next question we got from is from somebody called my small box who says can you please look at nhc um, i'm down 30 percent since i bought it uh, should i buy more since it's cheaper uh, the answer to that last question is absolutely positively not never ever ever buy more of a stock that you're already losing money on so um, but you actually don't say you're losing money. You just said, I'm down 30%. So, oh, no, I'm down 30% since I bought it. So that means you are losing uh, 30%. Um, that means you don't have stop losses or you're not using them. And you should be using those. If you're not, 
just get my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, like uh, the last person was talking about. And that will help you understand stop losses, how to use them, uh, and when to enact them, etc. as well. But first thing is never, ever, ever buy more of something you're already losing money on. It's, and I know they call it dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging will make you broker um, from there. But let's have a look at NHC on the screen. And you can see here, this stock is just a uh, I can only say it's a DOG stock uh, at this point in time. If I bring up the monthly chart, you'll see if I put my little tool here on, from that high there down to the recent low, jeez, uh, oh, it's giving me the, driving me crazy, this little tool. It was always set on percent, and now it's um, set on um, price. So let me go there, 68.66%. It's fallen since this bar here back in March last year. So I'm not sure exactly why. It means you would have bought it somewhere in around here, maybe even around this bar here in September if you bought it more recently. Otherwise, you would have bought it somewhere way over here in this sort of area around 2017, 2018. But right now, all I can see is this stock is heading south. Um, if it breaks below that low there at $1.45, it's gonna hit this low. If it gets through that, then it could go even further. But right now, I wouldn't be in this stock at this point in time with my money. Uh, and whatever you wanna do is whatever you wanna do. But first thing I'd say is get an education. Buy my book, it'll help you understand it a hell of a lot better. The next question we got is from Mark, and who says, Hi Dale, um, could you look at FMG? Looking bullish, not sure for how much longer. I'm not sure why you're looking at FMG in terms of being bullish. I know Jenna and I, myself, have said a few times in the last month or so that as of the, the big, those sort of big miners, FMG was at least preferred one because we thought it was a bit overheated and was about to come down. But He's saying it's looking bullish. Not sure for how much longer. Just finished reading your book. Very good read. Would recommend. Thanks, Maddie. So let's go and have a look at FMG and have a good look at see where it is and where it's going. Here's FMG and here's the high here back in uh, January, uh, or sorry, earlier January 24th or the week ending the 24th of January. We've been down one, two, three, four more weeks. Uh, I don't like it at the moment. I think it's got a lot further to fall. As I said, um, BHP and Rio, we do like a hell of a lot more than this stock. And you can see why this thing was very, very, very bullish for quite some time from that low there in September. 2018 we're talking about 266 percent so it is just coming down it's it's it also had it's right near that previous all-time high at 1315 and this one here is 1287 so this could be a huge big double top uh, i'm not suggesting it is at this point in time. i'm a little bit too early to tell but i would expect it might come down for one or two months but right now stay out of it it's not a stock that i think um, is giving us a buy opportunity right now. But if it comes down to this sort of area around $8 to $9 and then find some support, then I think it might be worth looking at at that point in time. But again, right now it's just going down and, and retracing down in, into a normal um, market low that would normally do. So let's go have a look at the next question. This one's from Gladiator, who says, Dale, when you get a chance, please go through WHC and NHF. I'm overweight on them. Would like to know your view on them. I'm not sure why you're saying you're overweight on them. You not don't really articulate exactly what you're doing here. Because sometimes overweight means that you've bought, let's say you've got 10 stocks in your portfolio and you put 10% in each. And then let's say two of them rise up very, very, very strongly. Um, and then they start making up 20 or not just 20% of the total portfolio, but 40 or 50% of the total portfolio. Some people think that's overweight. And to me, that's not overweight. That just means those two stocks have done very, very well. The other stocks are, are, are 
uh, basically trailing behind those. That's not overweight in my book. What overweight means if you have, you know, if you have, you know, let's say $10,000, instead of splitting it into 10 different stocks of 10%, you might put 50% of your money or 60% of your money in those two stocks. That's overweight in my book. That's a lot more high, high risk because your capital is in less stocks uh, and that's really what it is you might have three stocks and if these are 70 or 80 percent of your portfolio then you'd definitely be overweight um, but again you need to buy my book if you haven't uh, that'll help you understand balancing and weighting and, and looking at position sizing so that you take you're in you're in the portfolio or your stocks in that portfolio you've got enough in them so when they do move up they do have a nice effect on your portfolio, but you don't have too much into them that if they do go down, they strip all your profit. So that balancing out of your position sizing is really, really critical. All too often I find people have way too smaller position sizing in their stock. So when a stock does go up, well, it doesn't really have much of an effect and they spread their money out over a lot more stocks. Only the other day, I think I was talking to somebody who had um, 25 or 30 stocks in their portfolio somewhere around there and I said why would you do that because basically what's going to happen is 130 going up 130 going down and 130 doing nothing they're just going sideways and the ones going down are taking the money from the ones going up because there's not a lot of money in any one of them um, and you're better off having a little bit more concentrated portfolio but let's go and have a look at the charts and look at WHC first and I'll bring that up that's bearish right now so I'm not sure why you have it and how you've become overweight and it's this is a trading stock look at how volatile this stock is if you're not a trader an experienced trader I would stay right out of this stock um, because it really is one of those ones that um, does it, it really suits traders you down it's down 67.6 percent it looks like it's got further to fall I my suggesting is is you've probably bought it and you're losing money and you bought too much of it based on speculation that because it's uh, again this is one of the ones we call like catching a falling knife and uh, you would have heard Janine and I talk about that many 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 times on our live show um, I love Tuesday, our live Tuesday night show several times that people think I think it's cheap they might have read something in the newspaper or the media saying hey look it's fallen it's over um, it's really undervalued now and people jump in and buy it um, there's no reason to own this stock at this point in time and there hasn't been a reason to own this stock for somewhere about or since somewhere in around this sort of look area around well over 12 months around September 2018 so if you've bought in that time then you need to tidy up your rules let's go and have a look at the last one you've got is nhf and again all i'm seeing is bearishness here and nothing and right down back here to august last year there's plenty of exit signs on this stock back right back through here into august september october uh, if you've bought that more recently again that you you need to really tighten up your rules because at this point in time uh, it's broken below this low here which suggests it is weak um, and I don't have any good news for you mate I'd love to have some really great news for you but it seems to me you don't have good rules about buying and selling so at this point in time uh, hopefully you have a stop loss on those stocks and that you do enact those um, being overweight in them would suggest to me that you may have bought in thinking they were going to they were bottoming out and going to take off like a rocket and if that was you then again I would seriously start looking at uh, if you haven't read my book go and buy it because it'll help you by stopping you making these sorts of decisions and getting into better stocks that are moving up not ones like these that are moving down but uh, thanks anyway for sending in your question I really do appreciate that um, and thanks for watching until the end of this video again so now if you have any questions like those people 
um, and you'd like me to answer them, just stick them below into the chat and I'll get to answering them next week. So you get typing. Now remember that here on this channel, we do these market reports every single week on the Monday and we do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. That's where Janine and I pull stocks apart and give you our expert opinion. So also remember to hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so that you know when we upload new videos. That's it for this week. I'm Dale Gillum. Goodbye. Good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.